0: Hello and welcome to the Mindset Nebula podcast, where we discuss all things SAP, technology and design. Um, my name is Ethan Jewett. I'm a director of DevOps um, Development and Technology at Mindset. I'm joined today by three uh, excellent guests, two repeat, uh, re- many time repeat podcasts, um, podcasters, but one, one new person, so we'll go around really quickly. Uh, we have Yelena.
1: Everyone, I'm Yelena I'm expert SAP developer with with Mindset.
2: And Joseph? Hey, Joseph. Hello, everyone. Uh, This is Joseph Chinabatni, technology pre-sales and BTP solution architect at Mindset. Um, Little over six months, uh, seven months with Mindset journey. So I'm super happy and uh, uh, love to have this conversation. Thanks for having me. And then
0: from our office in india we've got dipika hello welcome hi
3: everyone thank you thanks ethan and everyone my name is dipika i'm a senior developer at mindset uh working in more and as for hana on-premise and cloud um, i'm a cloud enthusiast so that's why i have an interest in uh, clean code because i think it spans both like on all the areas from on-premise and ECC to BTP, we have so many things to do there. So yeah, looking forward to the conversation. Great.
0: Yes, and so today we are, we're gonna be talking about Clean Core, um, which is a big sort of a big topic right now in the SAP world. Um, It was a lot of talk about Clean Core at Sapphire. And we talked a little bit about that during our Sapphire, um, our Sapphire kind of roundup uh, podcast that we did not long ago and we thought we'd dive into it a little bit more um so let's get started i think maybe we should start out with sort of what is what is clean core um Deepika, do you want to dive into that and tell us a little bit about what you what you see clean core as
3: yeah yeah sure so uh with clean Co, the idea is basically to uh, build cloud ready solutions and stay cloud compliant so even if we are not on cloud we should be cloud compliant that uh, whenever in the future we want to eventually move on to cloud uh, it could be btp or s4hana cloud for that matter we should be in a position uh, that we can easily move on there without any hiccups, like hard hiccups. So uh, that is the idea behind uh, clean core. And uh, so to understand uh, what is clean core, uh, I think uh, my the best definition that I have seen about clean core is that we break it into two parts, uh, clean and core. So uh, what does clean uh, mean here is that... Uh, Uh, clean in terms of our software, our business processes, our software versions, our uh, uh, data, everything. So uh, we say that, you know, staying up to date, staying uh, transparent, having consistent and efficient processes, then uh, adhering to the best development guidelines, standard SAP guidelines that are given to us. Uh, Doing all that uh, means that we are staying clean also extensibility plays a very big uh, part here Uh, customization plays a very big part here so we need to understand how much of a customization is actually needed and how we can do it in the best way possible so that we can stay uh, cloud ready and uh, coming to the core part uh, core just means uh, that Whatever we do in our be- day-to-day uh, businesses, like uh, we can have, we have data, we have processes, we can have uh, integrations. In ARP, we have operations, we have business processes. So, all these together, uh, they combinedly make the core. So, the idea is to just keep the core core clean, that is to staying up to date uh, with our processes and uh, staying up to date with the software version and uh, seeing if we are not heavily customizing our solutions so that in future we might have some hurdles to uh, move on to cloud. So that is uh, what clean code is basically. But I would just say to summarize, what is it to, uh, I think it's, it's a mindset that we need to uh, adapt and it should be adapted as soon as possible on all levels of software development, at least in ERP solutions.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So um, when we're talking about clean core, I mean, SAP has kind of a whole methodology around it. Um, Joseph, yeah. you've been looking into that a little bit. Do you want to talk about sort of SAP's methodology and, the way that they, the way that they ask us to look at things, which is not always ideal, but it's always useful at least to understand what SAP
2: is Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially on the clean core methodology, like you know, uh, when we say in this digital era, right? Like many organizations are facing like numerous challenges, such as like you know fierce competition, budget constraints. Uh, you know, many sustainable growth uh, growth of a complex task. Like during this pandemic situation, like you know we, um, you know. Many, many, of the customers have already started uh, adopting some new IT practices, extensive ERP solutions with industry-specific modules, like you know, providing standard processes while allowing customers to develop their own customized features, right, using app development. So, one of the one of the main topic here is like you know, the, why clean core and what is its methodology, right? So, achieving pure clean core is a hard challenge for any enterprise because every customer has done tons of customization in the ECT landscape right and uh, which is, has which has many custom code enable business processes as well like you know the objective uh, you know for for brainstorming different aspects and set up foundation with different methodologies that are potentially available like you no know, one is how do you define drivers you know and analyze current state Identify a suitable implementation options and defining a proper roadmap. So with this methodology, I think it would be very easy for any very for any SAP customer to move on uh, with the clean core concept. And uh, how do we achieve that? Um, we have some like implementation strategies, like the like clean core implementation strategy. I would say uh, what would we can summarize is uh, based on like for example like lift and shift. So that is the best strategy to adopt if the customer uh, current custom code is already defined in a good shape. It requires a minimal migration effort to move to target architecture and boom, the code starts working again.. Right? Other so um, implementation strategy would be on uh, improve and move. So what, what it does is in this strategy like we improve the current code base and make it isolated by defining a clear boundaries. Okay. and it requires a minimal migration effort to move to target architecture, and again, boom, it, it works again. So, um, the third um, third implementation strategy I would say is like rip and replace incrementally. So this is slightly different from improve and move strategy, lift and shift. But uh, what we're trying to do is redesign part of the function or a specific feature as in you know a new microservice and uh, replacing it with the current setup. Then move the next feature and so on. So we like you're trying to um, rip it off all the you know features and then trying to replace incrementally. And last, um, I would say is like redesign and replace. So this is more reevaluating the existing functionality, identifying your pain points, and once it is done, like we collect all the new features. We would like redesign feature by feature, and uh, you know completely replacing with the existing functions. Right, what, 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 all of these things
0: either rhyme or alliterate. Right, we've got the we've got improve and move. We've got lift and shift. We've got rip and replace. Um, I mean, it's all. So like I guess, I guess this, flexibility. This, <laughs> this is flexibility,
2: right? I mean, uh, end of the day, you know how business processes are associated to it, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know what is the right approach. And uh, I've seen in the past, like where the customer is like, okay, we would like to move on to S four Hana. Perfect. Okay, and uh, should we go in a green field? Should we go in a brown field? Like, you know, this whole different topics. Mm-hmm. And again, the clean core came in picture, right? And, and, okay, let's move to S4, but with clean core. So that is the whole lot of confusion because like there are tons of code customized sitting in ECC and, um, you know, and how, how the business processes should ensure adapting all those custom code and should magically work so that they don't reinvest on their development efforts reinvest on their you know infrastructure and whatnot right so all these things they want to ensure that okay we are anyways moving to next level of uh, you know erp now how are we going to ensure that ours like, whatever sitting in the junk in the source system should not carry forward into the s4 landscape right so they just want to clean it and uh, uh, one simple example is like the custom code analysis when, when the customer is moving to uh, BTP or S4HANA, right, so uh, doing a, a proper analysis of uh, custom code, identifying all the Z and Y objects, and setting up a certain level like, you know, hey, these are the Z objects which are not really required, and these are the Z objects or Y objects which are really required, and how we can ensure that these these are, like, compatible with S4HANA, right, so that all these pieces are definitely ha- uh, helps uh, business to you know choose the right methodology and right solution.
0: Yeah. Okay, great, excellent. Um, so, I mean, I think this often becomes a kind of a bit of a question for developers. And I, I mean, I think everybody should feel free to jump in at any time, but I'm sort of wondering, Yelena, how does, like, what's the role of the developer in this? What, what should developers be thinking about Right now, um, how does Avop fit in here? Like, do we need Avop anymore after we're clean? Is it gone? <laughs> what, 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 do, what do we do?
1: Yeah, the clean core messaging from SAP has definitely caused a lot of confusion. Um, I think I, I would like to, to start with what clean core is not. It's definitely not pure vanilla SAP that has no customizations and no custom codes. That's definitely... Incorrect, I believe, interpretation of what SAP is trying to say um, for developers for app developers specifically. I will just focus on on that area on backend and app development. Right now, if you're still working with um, on-premise systems, um, it might not mean might not um, mean as much immediately. But I think it's most important to keep uh, keep yourself educated about. Um, about what is coming, about the extensibility options that exist in cloud. And um, it's of utmost importance to be prepared for what will be coming for us eventually. Um, I, I hear many times people are saying, oh, we we do not have any kind of, our, our spouse as PDD is very clean, so we don't have any core modifications. It's great. And definitely Clean Core has been messaged uh, all along since many years ago. But I think, as Deepika noted, it it deviated slightly from what clean core meant maybe ten years ago. Now it's not just about having no core modifications, but it's also about uh, cloud readiness and being prepared for the what what is next uh, for for SAP ERP systems. Um, so if if you are already working with some cloud products, great, good for you. Just just do more of that. If not, I think. Um, if, if you haven't started yet, and I sincerely hope everyone already did, because otherwise it's a big issue. If you have not started, if you have not had any hands-on experience with that, just sign up for SAP BTP free trial, get yourself access to that that shared cloud system that they have and try some of the prep code, some of the um, new extensibility techniques so that you know how to do that and so that you can... Try to start preparing what uh, what code you have right now in your system, um, and understand how will it needs to be transformed in order to get to get into the cloud readiness. Um, again, just purely from the practical standpoint, I I doubt many SAP customers will start just changing their code for no no apparent reason just to make it more cloud ready. It just doesn't happen at large companies as easily. If if it does for you, you're extremely lucky. But uh, again, just just being practical here. But we still, it doesn't mean that we just can sit back and relax until until we get to the cloud migration. What and especially whatever new code you write, make sure that it does not follow the old techniques that you know got us into trouble before. So old one, it's it's fine to keep it for now. It, it may need to be changed, but new one definitely start using the proper technique for your SAP version and release and learn learn ahead. Deep Deepika, yeah, what, what do you think? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think just uh, to add to that, to focus on the ABAP, ABAP is not going anywhere, even if we are uh, talking about implementing Clean Core in BTP. Uh, we have embedded Steampunk, uh, which is now called uh, S4HANA, uh, ABAP cloud environment in BTP. So that is always there. Then uh, we can always have clean core with a RESTful ABAP programming model. We can have it with a cloud application programming model as well. So it's not like uh, when we are talking about a uh, clean core, uh, we our expertise and knowledge on ABAP is just lost there and we are not able to use it. We will definitely be able to use it and there are uh, more tools and Uh, technical concepts that are coming, that have come in newly for us to uh, maybe just get updated with and see how we can uh, best utilize ABAP while we are on the journey for the clean go.
0: Yeah. I think this is really an opportunity to, the developers don't get a lot of the time to use FAP's push and marketing message and, and message around preparation for cloud to, to be able to get, um, Buy-in from our companies to pay down technical debt that we've got in our system. So, um, if we've got like huge user exits that are causing problems, um, you know, we can make the case that Clean Core is telling us we need to refactor this stuff, and you know, the custom code migration application says that this is a problem, and therefore we should invest in in improving the situation. Um, if we're on you know, I want to come back to something you said, Yelena. Um, we need as developers to be using the right tool for the SAP version that we're on. And that changes all the time. So, the answer to a question of how I do something to um, to enhance my system if I'm on ECC is almost certainly going to be different from the answer to how to do that if I'm on S4HANA version 2020 um, on premise, or if I'm on S4- S4HANA version 2022 on-premise, or if I'm on S4HANA public cloud. Like the answers to those questions are different in each of those different systems. And as developers, we need to understand, um, we need to understand what the answers to those questions are in the system that we're on, in the system that we're going to, because we're gonna to need to tell our, underst- we're gonna to need to help our architects and company to understand how, how we should be approaching these problems so you know i mean we've done like elena you and i've done some work on what are all the different sort of enhancement yeah. mechanisms and like and how do they change and so this is there are a ton of them and it's really hard to understand um even even just about cds and how about like what you can do from version to version changes pretty dry stickers it's something to that we really need to educate ourselves on as developers
2: Topic which I would like to highlight here is uh, the the way uh, SAP is also targeting partners how to you know release their uh, custom build, the classic ABAP add-ons. For example, like you know the partner add-on must be like fully technical um, you know requirements with AK processing. The the, the the it's it's properly built on AK uh, tool which SAP does that which is called the ABAP add-on toolkit. Um and it uh, is packaged and deployed. Sorry, add an add-on assembly kit. Sorry about that. And uh, like, which no modification is allowed. No direct update of SAP tables are allowed, and No um you know uninstallation is supported in very um you know so for every custom product which SAP or SAP partners does that. That's very important because you know uh, what have we what we have seen in the past is. Um, customer would like to do a technical upgrade. They want to do a conversion or migration, right? So when they start doing this, when the third-party add-ons are deployed into their systems, it, if if that is being delivered as part of transport or something like that, then it's it's difficult for them to you know uninstall them, or maybe there won't be any migration path because that's a showstopper for they doing technical migration. Saying that okay, this is third party, so ask for the you know, ACP file or something like that, where they can move on so that they, they can have a successful um, you know conversion. With that, uh, you know that's a big challenge because uh, they have to delete forcibly from the tables level of its respective add-on, which is delivered uh, through and through transports, right? Uh, what SAP is highly encouraging is for every partners is to you know if you're building your products for a particular customer, you know, that has to be through a process so that there is a proper uninstallation support, just like a it does to any customer. So like, where you can install and uninstall through same terms as spam, spam transaction codes.
0: Yeah, so look for that. I, I, re- I remember back in the battle days when, when add-ons couldn't be uninstalled and that, that caused <laughs> an endless problems for upgrades, but that's Oh yeah, I
2: case. know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, um, yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Uh how does how does BTP fit into this? I mean, Divika, you said you're you're a BTP enthusiast. Um no, I'm sorry, you said you're a cloud enthusiast. That's that's a <laughs> that's a difference, right? Um but yes. like how does BTP fit in? How does cloud fit in? What should we be looking to do? Um as you know, if we're on-prem developers or if we've got an on-prem system that we're maintaining, um, how should we be looking to leverage cloud? Should we be looking to do that? Um what's your
3: what's your thought on that i think uh, to answer the question should we be looking for that i think it just depends it's not like uh like because everyone is talking about cloud and clean code. that's why we sh- and anyone should do it uh, there should be a necessary and genuine reason uh, to uh do that clean code is of course it is always recommended because uh, the future we can't deny it uh, it's the cloud only so we we should the the idea is just to stay uh, uh cloud com- compliant so that whenever uh, the need comes it's we are ready to move to cloud uh, but it's not like now itself we have to do uh, something but we we can get there gradually And uh, when it comes to BTP, um, we have many uh, equivalent things uh, currently that we do, like the RICEF objects that we have in uh, on-premise, NS4HANA or ECC. We we have uh, equivalent concepts in BTP as well. So we can look into those options. Uh, We have uh, build process automation. So if we have like very simple processes in our businesses, we can maybe just automate uh, them using the low-code, no-code uh, approach. Then we have uh, integration, then we have SAP Business Accelerator Hub, which is a very uh, good option for looking for standard APIs and a- any other standard offerings like CDS views or integration scenarios or uh, any, any there are a number of uh, possibilities there on the hub. So before we just uh, go into making something or uh, we should just, we should also be uh, aware that we are not duplicating any uh, already existing SAP standard process. So that we can uh, be mindful when we are into on premise and we can also check if there is already readily available API that we can use instead of building a new one. So these are very small things, but this uh, all these things like they lead to a very big uh, beneficial change, even uh, when we are staying in on premise, and it will help us to move to uh, BTP or any any other cloud platform for that matter. Now that SCP is also uh, hosted on AWS, Azure yeah.
0: helps us do development more quickly. On-prem also, right? If, if we're, if we're mindful of these things, then we can move much, much faster on-prem and not, not be burdened by technical debt, um, that, that would make our development process slower. Great. Yeah, the API one is key, is a key call out that I think we all need to be thinking about, um, especially as we get on newer and newer versions of S4 HANA where they're more sort of like, Real APIs that are that are provided by SAP, um, we want to we want to leverage those. We want to make use of those.
3: Yeah, and I uh, second Yelena. Also, like she mentioned, that it's not like we cannot have customization. It's just that we we should be mindful uh, when we are building customization, and also we should focus on building the update and upgrade safe customization. Is I think that's that's an ask yeah. for the developers. One of the now, big
2: questions question comes from the directly. customers is like um, you know when they say clean core, does SAP is restricting not to do any more enhancements in the you know in, in S/4? Is that the I mean that's a common question we have the, you know every customer is having, like, so, right? So uh, how how do I mean from developer standpoint, you know, it's not only from developers from from business processes standpoint, it's Highly impossible that you cannot enhance, you know, your your yeah. your code or your business logic, which is sitting there. Like not every business is same, right? Yeah. In that case, you have to go and do customization at certain level, right? So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: is this screen core really confusing SAP customers, you know? And how can we really avoid this confusion? I mean, Ethan, from your standpoint, like what what do you guys think from developer standpoint? Like you know, is it is it just a uh, what do you call it, a brand name? Where SAP is releasing, or is it more of you know um, uh, a new process uh, to the business?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think
2: there's sort of a hierarchy.
0: Like the I mean, if we just look at if we look at modern versions of S four Hana, so S four Hana 2022, 20, 20, even back to mm-hmm. twenty nineteen in some cases. Um, there's now a hierarchy of development. So, and this is a place where I think developers really need to kind of get with the program to some extent, because there was the old way of doing development work and that's lowest on the hierarchy now. It's like the last resort of, of development. Um, the, the approach now really is um we look at the sort of lowest impact way of implementing the solution and we choose that. Um, when we have a new requirement or when we have an updated um, an updated requirement so we first look at um, things like screen personas and um and just key user adaptation where we're hiding in hiding fields and that kind of thing um and then we look at using the using the in-app extension framework which is part of the key user adaptation framework and this is not really a framework for key users this is a framework for developers Right. So it involves writing ABAP code sometimes through these Fiori apps, um, like the custom, the custom business objects and and logic application. Um, You're actually doing like body implementations and that sort of thing. Um, It involves designing data models, but we need to be using that adaptation layer instead of doing development in like customer namespace, Z objects. Um, And so we, we do that next. And then the next is in really modern systems, the next is the embedded Steampunk, right? Which is like like doing cloud-based development, but it's right in your system and you can only use exposed API from SAP. Um, so it's limited, um, but you know, in 2022 and onwards, there are a lot more APIs available, so you can do a lot there, um, including direct access to CDS views, which is something you can't do in, Um, which is something you can't do in cloud. So that, that's kind of a nice feature of the embedded steampunk. And that, that's even an S4HANA cloud. So like those, those approaches are all, are all fully cloud compatible. Um, the sort of last resort is the, is the old, the old custom customer namespace development, right? So doing, doing like direct user exit implementation, building whole, building whole frameworks or whole applications in the customer namespace. Um, that, that should be the last resort now, each of those hierarchies, like each of those levels of the hierarchy has a lot of limitations and that's what Mm -hmm. we really have to educate ourselves on because we need to be able to understand, you know, what we can actually use it for. Um, and that's, that's like the challenge of the modern SAP developer, I think is, can you make the right decision about how you're going to implement something? And oftentimes through experimentation, you're going to just have to try it and struggle with it and be and be like, oh man, the custom business objects application, you know, I can create this data model, but I can't quite get the data model that I want. Am I going to be able to do it or not? That's something you're going to have to experiment with and to get a feel for so that you can make the right decisions um, about how you're going to implement. It. So it's going to be a challenge, um, but there there are so many more tools now that are available and we need to be able to, we need to leverage. I don't know. I mean, yolanda does that sound right to you? What did I get wrong there? No, I think I
1: think, <laughs> think you're right. I I just want to to summarize that maybe and bring it to slightly higher level. Everything that we do in SAP development, it needs to create business value for SAP customers. If there is no value, then just don't do it. And I think. In Clean Core is not solely challenge for developers or even SAP functional consultants to solve. It's also challenge for the business users, for uh, for you know stakeholders, decision makers in the business, who may not have technical SAP knowledge. But it is for them to decide what should we pursue, at what time, and maybe when, and then also listen to their technical. Uh, specialists for their advice on how best to solve specific issues. So this communication collaboration between business and um, IT developers, again, functional analysts, it's extremely important at this time, because right now, if you make wrong design decision in your on-premise system, it's going to follow you for for a very long time. You're just going to pile up on top of your technical debt, and it's it's just not going to be good. So uh, obviously sometimes yes difficult decision needs to be made if there is legal requirement or something like that then you have to solve it however possible but we have seen unfortunately as consultants and as consultants we, we sometimes cannot just decline um, our, our clients to do something uh, so it's really important to just just make a decision should you do should you really really do this or not that's that's how you how you keep the core really, clean um and not in a technical way
0: yeah absolutely great um so i think let's let's jump into a little bit of a round robin kind of to wrap this up i guess um, what should SAV uh, what should SAP customers be doing right now like i mean especially customers who aren't running s4 Hana public cloud they're, they're running private cloud or they're running on-prem um, what should those customers be doing immediately? I guess, you know, you might repeat yourself a little bit, Yelena, but let's start with you. Um, What what should be the the steps that people should be taking right now?
1: I think uh, for the business users, it's looking at their business processes and uh, maybe starting some evaluation. Um, Again, it's not just about technical solutions. Business also needs to be transformed. You cannot automate bad business process. So if someone is counting on um, technology to solve their bad business decisions, it's, it's just not going to happen. And as for hunting cloud, like never, never, ever, for developers, as we noted um, through through this podcast, uh, just learn, 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 and learn what is what is ahead for you. For ABAP developers, it's ABAP Prep, which is now wrapped into bigger concept of ABAP Cloud. Um, so just keep yourself educated and and practice. It's it's uh, not just attend course. Uh, get yourself trial system or some kind of um, sandbox system at work if you can, and just practice those development skills. Cool.
0: How about from your end, Joseph? What should what should people be doing right now?
2: Um, I have written one of the blog, which is related to you know um, the versions of SAP, the way it is releasing, future. I'm reflecting to that, to this question. The reason why is, you know, um, there are many calls that have been attended like or uh, customer calls, especially like you know, they, they're heavily confused on what path they should go because earlier that was, okay, only S4 private. And now they're saying S4 it's, it's cloud, you know, BTP services. You have this, you have that. And like, okay, they already procure license for BTP spend pay as you go model subscription like six months, eight months, one year now, they have done nothing. Okay. So that's a big confusion because they're they're paying to SAP and they're not leveraging the fruit out of it, right? So what I would strongly recommend is customers to sit, educate themselves as Yelena mentioned, um, you know, themselves and understand uh what is the right approach for them to proceed. I've seen clearly in the past where they started with the green field and they said like, oh, what about the data? We have to get our data in place. So let's switch to conversion. And then the whole project was from green to brown it's completely changed. And, um, you know, the challenges which they, uh, you know, getting after uh, doing the conversion is totally fine, but they don't want to lose the data in place, right? So now all those pieces now available as a service is in BTP, right? So you know, it could be integration, it could be extensibility, it could be uh, a different uh, automation process, a build, portal, and work zone and all this stuff, right? So technically, you don't no longer require those as an on-prem system in the landscape. So that itself is you uh, are <clears throat> resolving a lot of your user experience issues, infrastructure, sustainability, like all these pieces will be, you know, aligned properly. So overall, they should have a proper strategy of uh, choosing okay if btp has a roadmap of like next five to ten years and uh, all our services should be moving on to the cloud then um, you know what our business processes are running on okay so automation we need that and uh, something else we need that portal we need that so if the business is running only on these three they don't need to really leverage their infrastructure to build a separate server or third-party systems whereas BTP already having those services readily available, so just plug in, enable, run and explore. So these are a few things which I would highly uh, recommend. And mm-hmm. in, in Deepika, what should,
0: from your perspective, what should customers be doing right now?
3: Um, so I think yeah, Yelena already covered the mm-hmm. business uh, decision making part of it. So. Uh, I would just uh, add that uh, maybe for, for from the technical perspective, we can see if we are having some unnecessary, uh, absolutely unnecessary processes or code, which is not at all required now. We can maybe try to eliminate that. Or uh, if we have like technic- heavy technical debt, we, we can start with documenting it so that we get a clarity about where we can change things, where we cannot change things, where we are facing challenges, where it is easy to maybe uh, take it towards the cleaner approach. Uh, Third thing, if there is a new requirement, I like this is... I think from the technical perspective and the uh, business decision making perspective as well that uh, there is a new uh, business process challenge or a new requirement can we see if it is possible by all means uh, if we follow an unmodified standard approach like we've tried to follow uh, where we are not changing much in the uh, core like which is given to us and if with that mindset, we can uh, go forward or we can maybe see, can we do it in completely BTP and uh, not, uh, you know, build on top of the legacy code, which we already have. So I think those are some smaller, small, small steps that can be taken and it can be taken right away. Just uh, start evaluating where we are going wrong, where we are going right, what can we change Mm -hmm. easily and what challenges do we have? how we can tackle them like this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love your, uh, yeah. I, I was going to say something very similar to your second point, especially, but I think all those were great points the the, that on the technical debt piece, I think really, yeah. even just measuring where you are currently is a step further than most organizations are right now. Most organizations are not in, most SAP organizations are not tracking their technical debt. And, um, even if you're not looking at going to S4 HANA, or if you're already on S4 HANA, but you're not looking to upgrade to the latest version in the very near future, I'd really recommend that SAP shops be running SAP's upgrade assessment tools, because those give you at least one metric on your technical debt. Like if you run the custom code analysis tool, it's going to tell you um, where, it, where it assesses that you have debt that's going to be a problem. And you can use that as a starting point. Um, And then you can, you know, you can deploy, some patterns are very easy to deploy where you can just install notes or make very simple changes. Um, But there's going to be bigger stuff and you can start to think about architecturally, how how am I going to deal with this? What kinds of refactoring patterns am I going to deploy? And is there anything that I can start now? Um, And you can start reacting, um, you can start reacting kind of in a way that's, that is non-disruptive but allows you to improve your position so i've got a small project it's going to mean that i'm going to need to touch this code that i know has technical bet and i've already identified sort of one of the patterns that we want to deploy maybe this is an opportunity to just make that change um, yeah. and improve our overall situation and you can only do that if you know if you've done yeah. the work to actually analyze. so i think doing that is super super important great <clears throat> So this has been a great conversation um any last thoughts on on um on clean car and and uh sap
2: situation there right now yeah one, one um the core components which i would like to, bring to notice is the six pillars of uh, of the clean core um so like to start with you know the software stack right so um, the main main problem with, with many of the customers is you know unless and until if it is required they're gonna update to the latest support pack level or enhancement pack level and stuff, yeah. stuff like that right or they will be happy with patching the nodes so you know and especially with the this new Fiori era right so everybody started doing the technical upgrade more frequently like you know, they have to do it at least at least once in a year in back in ECC. You know, I hardly see They're doing their, um, you know, enhancement pack upgrade uh, very rarely, like or maybe support pack upgrade unless and the business process is really required. There's a lot of cycles involved, testing cycles involved, right? So overall, the way they want to adapt with Fiori and all this uh, user experiences, for HANA stuff like right, is, you know, SAP is releasing some very innovative solution okay, in order to have this, you need to have latest and greatest support package or feature pack stack. So the software stack uh, in the versions of the foundational standard software in user, like, you know, ERP database, et cetera, like that needs to be up to date. So that is one of the core component of, you know, just by being or staying latest and greatest software pack um, versions. And the second pillar is the extensibility as, as you guys are very heavily involved on in those uh, stuff. So, the, the functionality added to the standard software, which extends to its address organization needs that are not met by the standard, right? So, uh, standard software. So, that's one, one of the extensibility is a core pillar uh, for the uh, clean code concept. And the integration. So, the integration is very, um, you know, it's a common uh, communication between. Uh, extensions and standard solutions as well as you know communication between solutions so that is another third component which third pillar which uh, you know which is heavily involved and the processes the the, the series of actions or the steps taken to your systems like end-to-end process so that is one thing which they added another pillar and data so with, uh, with the current data configuration data mass data transactional data so all all these three falls under the data um uh, data pillar as well and uh, operations the final step is like the governance part right so the governance where you know responsible for managing your infrastructure and uh and uh, you know upgrading decisions needs to be taken uh, so all these things like you know combined together will help uh, a, a proper uh, you know clean uh, for um, uh, i would say like yeah. to yeah so
0: Think about each of those areas, definitely. Great. Thank you for the thank you for the summary, Joseph. That was, yeah. that was excellent. Um Thanks everybody. Thanks, thanks to all of you for joining on the Mindset Nebula. Um talk about clean car, It was a great conversation. Um I hope that it's that it's helpful for everybody who's listening. And <laughs> we will be back soon uh with our next topic and our next group of experts. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank
1: you. Bye. Bye. Thanks.